You're listening to Salon Frequency, a podcast for salon professionals that are revolutionizing the texture of salon culture. I am so grateful for your presence. If this is your first time tapping into Salon Frequency, welcome. If you've been listening and you're coming back for more, welcome back. Today, I have a really powerful conversation for you. I met with a sister friend a few months ago. Um, The conversation is very timeless because even though we met in 2021, everything that was talked about and shared today is still relevant and still applies. I know this conversation is going to shift things for you because like you'll hear in this episode, so much of the industry likes to pigeonhole salon professionals into one particular category, whether it's just this type of stylist behind the chair or this type of salon that does this only one thing. And they try to make it like you can't step outside of that box or that space. And what I want you to take away from this episode is it is okay for you to change your mind. It is okay for you to choose yourself. And it's okay if your passion for hair is not just behind the chair. And as you'll hear in today's conversation, the impact of you standing firm and who you are and in your power can change your life. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. I'm so excited to bring our special guest onto the show today. Her name is Kiana Johnson, and we've met so many times before, whether it's at natural hair industry shows or conventions. It's just always a great time when I'm around Kiana. So when she said yes to coming on the podcast, like I was ecstatic. So before we jump into the conversation with her, I wanted to read her bio for you. Her bio reads, Kiana Johnson is recognized in her community as an award-winning children's textured hair care professional and owner of Chi Chi Sophistication Kids Natural Hair Studio, where she specializes in chemical-free quality hair braiding and lock services. Kiana is the author of the book Coming of Age, The Easy Guide to Healthy Hair Care for Teens, which is also the avenue taken to create healthy hair and style workshops for teens in the Washington, D.C. area. When not hairstyling, Kiana writes about unapologetic living and encourages people to take back their power to be themselves on her blog, kianajohnson.com. Her passion for hair care has allowed her to travel, meet new people, and support her beloved family. So welcome to Salon Frequency, Kiana. Thank you so much, Jocelyn, for inviting me. I I love you, Jocelyn. <laughs> so I know I'm in safe hands. We're going to have a good time today, and I appreciate you so much. The energy is definitely mutual. One of the things that I loved about your just enthusiasm with coming on the show was the affirmations you shared. And one of them that really hit me was that you have to acquire the skills to match your passion. How does this affirmation show up for you in your life? So naturally, because I'm creative, I'm a dreamer. 
And sometimes as a dreamer, we just stay in the air. We're dreaming, you know, all this goodness is flowing, you know, and I wasn't doing anything to uh, bring things into fruition. So it was just me constantly dreaming. And I don't know if it's, you know, I'm not trying to put it out there. I'm not sure if it's my religious background and Christianity. A lot of times we pray about things, we give it to God and we leave it in his hands. But at the same time, he does require us to do the work. So yes, you can pray to him, leave it in his hands, but also start preparing yourself for that blessing that he's supposed to give you. So if that means going back to school, if that means reading more books, whatever that means to gain, then you just got to be a go-getter. But previously, I would just dream and then get mad at God. Like, well, why isn't my blessings coming to pass? Girl, do the work. <laughs> you got to get your hands dirty so that when that blessing comes, you can say, look, I worked hard to get this. Can't nobody take that from me. You know, I did that, you know, to, to God be the glory. but. Hey, he gave me the strength to do that, you know? <laughs> so that's where, and I keep it on my wall near my desk. I say it every day because I know how I can be. Um, I'm emotional, you know, an emotional person. So sometimes my, what I do is based off my mood, you know, like, oh, do I feel like doing this today? Oh, yeah. No, you have to acquire the skills to fulfill what your goals, you know? So if you have a goal to be, what? To write another book. Guess what? You need to read up on how to prepare for the subject that you're talking about. Begin to educate yourself so that you're able to give people a, like the quality of work that you want. So that's where that quote came from. It's been with me ever since 2013. I love that quote. And I love like how much you know yourself and why that resonates with you. Because a large, a large part of reaching our potential and showing up for ourselves is knowing who we are. Um, I'm surprised to hear you say you don't really feel like you bring things for, to fruition because you have a whole book. Like how, do, how did you get that out of your mind and into the hands of these teens? It's so interesting. Like the journey leading up to the book, Jocelyn, the idea came from, and I share this story all the time, the idea came from, it was supposed to be just be a pamphlet, just for my clients. Because, you know, I service children from ages 2 to 17. And so when the kids get about age 11 or 12, the parents are like, okay, they're old enough to style their hair on their own. And so, you know, I'm like, well, nobody's showing them anything. The parents don't really know how to do hair because they running, you know, hustling and bustling with everyday life. So it's like, okay, now that they're old enough, now what? So they'll be gone for like a year or two. And when they come back, Jocelyn, it is. I don't want to say that, I don't want to curse, but it's like hell on earth. <laughs> like, I'm starting at ground zero. These kids' hair have been cared for from ages two, you know, and up. And then here we come. They're cutting out crochet braids out of their hair because they don't know how to remove them. They're getting frustrated with taking down braids and cutting their hair. Um, you know, at times they're leaving in their texture hairstyles, too, leaving it in too long where it's causing matter and just they don't really know how to execute and take it out. So it was going to be a labor of love as far as a pamphlet is concerned. And then the more I just kept thinking about it and talking to teenagers, because I had one thing in mind when I was writing a book, like, okay, this is what I'm going to write about. And uh, when I was doing research, they said they get, um, they bring together like um, 
what you call, oh my gosh. Uh, it's a group of people that come together and they basically just tell you about it. It's a word for it. And it's on the, literally on the tip of my tongue, but um, a focus group. So I got together 10 teenagers in a focus group and just was asking them, you know, like, okay, now that I have more information than a pamphlet can hold, what should I talk about? And Jocelyn, they changed the whole uh, nature of my book. Like they, they even broke down how they want the book to look where they want the numbers that on the pages, because when I was asking them questions of like, what interests you? Everything that I had was a zero. Like they was like, oh God, we do not want that. You know, we want color. Don't show me anything black and white. I would never read that. You know, so they kept it so real. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. So we started over, but also Jocelyn, while that was going on, you know how we are as humans, there's self-image things going on. Even though I knew I was capable of doing something like that, here comes my mind and you hear other voices. You ain't been doing this for that long. Who are you? What is your message? What voice do you have? Who are you? This, that, and the third. And I had to like for real block out the noise because if I didn't, Jocelyn, it would have never came to pass. I would have still been in the same spot. Like I know what I can do. But that did that those questions still came in my mind as well. Like, well, am I capable of writing a book? Do I have enough years in the industry to write a book? And then I'm like, yes, I do. I don't care if you were here for one year. If you have a message, you can share your message. Like, who 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 are you? <laughs> you know, who made you the the professional police? You know, who made you because you've been doing this for longer than me? that you can kind of oppress me with your views and your thoughts. And so, Jocelyn, I couldn't do that. Like, no, you're not going to subliminally oppress me. I'm not going to accept that. I know I'm smart and I know I'm brilliant and I know I have a message. So I just did it. I just did it. And I started from where I was. You don't have to have a huge production to do such a thing. Just have a willing heart. Do your research. You know, and know what kind of product you want to put out there, you know, and stop asking people, what do you think? That was one of the main things. I had to stop doing that. Just do. <laughs> Just do. Because what's in your heart, what's in my heart, personally, you know what I'm saying? Nobody don't really know how that feels when those ideas start coming into our heart. It's like, dang, oh, this is good. Oh, this is juicy. Oh, I know my people will love this. And then you said. Hey guys, what do you think? Uh, why do you uh <laughs> why do you want to do that? So just stop asking and just do it. Just do it. God's gonna bless. You are preaching right now, okay? And when I tell you, like, I feel like our industry, as, as much as I love it, I love our industry, the natural hair industry, I love it so much. In addition to that, sometimes I feel like it tries to like box you in and like put you in this one particular place. And if you try to do anything outside of the box, it's like, no, you can't do that. You know, same, same thing that you were saying. So I'm so happy to hear that you, you know, just overcame those thoughts, those feelings, those conversations that were not feeding into you. Um, you mentioned um, that you utilize your book for teaching teenage workshops. Was that always the intention behind that? Or did that come just organically after it was out in the world? 
um, the workshops came once the book has come alive and a lot of the um, nonprofit organizations were having issues with how to reach the teenagers. So they were like, well, Kiana, would you come in and teach the uh, workshops? And I was like, oh, sure. You know, I came with my own enthusiasm. And the first time I taught a workshop, it was a tough crowd. Them kids was looking at me like, girl, who are you? Why are you here? And I needed that experience, uh, Jocelyn, because they wasn't having it. They were just looking at me like, oh, my God, who are you? You're just another person in my face talking about something I don't care about. You know, and so experiencing that, I was like, oh, my God, this is a tough crowd, whatever. I had to go back and say to myself, well, Dad, what did I do? What vibe did I get off? How can I reach them? So, again, back into research, how to reach teenagers. What are their interests? You know, when you're coming to them, what do you need to present? So learning that they want something in their hand. And also with the nonprofit, sometimes I give away the books for free, depending on what organization it is. But a lot of times when they book me, each girl, like they'll pay for each girl to get a free book. So that is like the incentive. If I'm not getting paid for what I do, the incentive is that they will purchase a book for the girls. So it's like kind of a win-win for me in certain instances. I'm like, oh, wow, that's great. At least I come away with something and then they're gaining something. And then it's it's just a wonderful partnership. That is amazing. And I feel like it's also just a true testament to like knowing your audience, you know, because you've created... Chi Chi Sophistication, a kid's natural hair studio. Like you specifically target kids, two to 17. So to have a book that speaks to a individual within your market and you keep it there, like it makes so much sense, but also shows you how diverse those are, those like the two, three-year-olds and like a 11, 12, 14, that's worlds apart, right? I've Mm. <laughs> and you gotta I, be strong ooh. like you can't get mad at them like I learned honestly working with kids you gotta choose your battle Cause, and you know us you know we have our like we can pretend sometimes we can feel bad and then we get in front of an audience or anyone and we just like ooh them kids is not gonna pretend like if they're having a bad day they're having a bad day what am I gonna do about it when they're having a bad day if they feeling empowered how do I you know and they share oh my god Miss Kiana you're doing this and that I need to match their energy and celebrate them. Not think about me. Even if I am blessing them, it's not about me. It's about them. But I think what set me apart is I really do dive into what these kids, what are their interests, what they love, you know what I'm saying? Um, And and figuring out where they are. Because I can remember being their age and not really having someone always listening to where I am, you know? Um, I also um, had to, as a professional, because, you know, like when you were saying, Jocelyn, sometimes, you know, we feel like we boxed in, like we can only do one thing. And I know that there are so many other things that I would like to do, but I also had to make a decision when it came to my profession and the kids, anything that I do have to involve the kids. What, where, where? I know you how well how long two questions how long have you been in the hair industry and also how long have you specifically been catering to children okay so I've been in the hair industry for 13 years so it's not it hasn't been that long it's been 13 years 
um, catering to children in general. I was a school teacher before I became a, um, you know, children's hair care professional. So, so you've had Chi Chi sophistication for the entire 13 years? Yes. And it's so funny, Johnson, because I now Chi Chi sophistication actually started out as a blog. Um, and the reason why that was so privy, I kept the name. I know that the name is long. And I have been advised by my advisors, you know, can I change the name? I can't, Jocelyn, I really cannot, unless something very profound sits in my spirit. But I kept it because, all right, so, of course, I, I was working as a um, teacher or whatever. When my daughter, Brooke, was born, you know, my husband and I suggested that I become a stay-at-home mom. And although I went on board with the Jocelyn, that was like the worst thing for me because like for me, my my um, accomplishments, <clears throat> my self-esteem, what I learned was attached to my accomplishments. At that time, I didn't know. So when I start doing good things, I'm like, oh yeah, here I am. I'm a bad one. You know, that was taken away and it was like, okay, I'm raising these kids. There was no no sparks. Oh, this is what she's doing. You know, that fulfillment. <clears throat> and, um, I kind of lost my way. So to depressed for the first two years of my daughter's life, I had to figure out what to do that will bring me fulfillment. And writing has always been something that I love to do. So I decided to start writing about her hair journey. Cause I had already been talking about mine, writing about a hair journey, my daughter's. And then it turned into my daughter's hair blog and then a mommy blog. And then I noticed that people didn't like the mommy blog stuff. And so they just like the hair blogging. And then event planners, like um, natural hair event planners were have events and they would ask me to come and write about their events. And Jocelyn, they were paying me to do it. And so then that became exciting. And I started hanging out with hairstylists. And then one stylist in particular, after, you know, hanging out with everybody for so long, she was like, you know, Kiana, you know, we enjoy you, but you write a lot of things on your blog that is not professional. And if you want to continue to hang out with us, you need your credentials. And it wasn't a shade. I know a lot of people, when they hear this, they're like, what? I understood what she was talking about, you know. So I immediately sought out Madden Walker's braidery in school, attended their uh, hair school. And then after that, I just started continuing my education seeking out what I need to be, be a better professional. And so that's why I, I have a hard time with changing Chi Chi sophistication because it's so much, uh, my whole journey is attached to it, you know? And so when people say, they be like, girl, that name, whoo, I got to take a breath in between like I'm singing <laughs> just to say the name, but it's, it's just, it's just a special place in my heart. So until that happens, it's going to be, Chi Chi Sophistication Kids Natural Hair Studio. <laughs> and you need to pronounce every letter, okay? okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, I love it because also when you think about your audience and serving children, how often do children, particularly in children in our black communities, get to hear the word sophistication? Mm. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's that's something that will resonate with them and carry throughout their life. Like I went to a hair salon or hair studio with sophistication. You know what I mean? And so it's like that will resonate with them and who they are as well. So I feel like it's like a triple entendre. You leave the name. Bye. <laughs> you asked me. 
What do you have going on with Chi Chi's sophistication in 2021? It's funny, Jocelyn, because I decided to put it on hold for 2021. And here's my reasoning. Uh, well, several reasons. One, my mom was diagnosed uh, with cancer in May 2020. I'm so sorry. And my family, we've never had anybody in our family with cancer. So when I heard it, girl, it sounded like it was like fatal, like the next day. So that was something that kind of rocked my world along with COVID. Uh, but I feel like, Jocelyn, because like I mentioned, did I mention here? Um, I don't like working in uncertainty. This is what I'm learning through this whole coronavirus stuff. Like, there's some stylists I look at and they seem like they are so strong. They're like, oh, we're working through COVID, honey. We don't get no care. <laughs> we don't care. Where I'm like, I'm scared. Like, <laughs> I, you know, so I went through a moment where I kind of fell off the face of the earth due to COVID. Um, and then watching everyone else survive. And I'm like, okay, I can come out and figure this thing out. Um, Jocelyn, all in all, and then deciding to, because I shut my salon down the whole entire summer. I was like, I can't do this. This is too much because I'm still emotional about my mom. Um, I did another book project with another group of ladies during that time. And I really tried to back out that, that um, back out of participating. But I thank God that everyone rallied around me like, no, Keanu, you put too much work into it. You got to do it. Uh, but honestly, Jocelyn, when I go through problems eternally, naturally, I retreat. And because I couldn't retreat, you know, I got to be there for my mom. You have to be that social distance mother. You know, and I'm a social distance mother for four. My oldest is, you know, in college right now. Um, and then adding the element of working through a pandemic and then me not feeling well about it. It was just too many elements for me to have on my plate. But all in all, with my mom having cancer and I am, even though I'm not a caregiver living in her home, I am a caregiver of Jocelyn where I'm there like three, four days a week, you know, so much. So I had to switch my hours from, um, Chi Chi went from being open for six days a week during the pandemic to when I finally reopened during the pandemic in September to Wednesdays and Fridays. And that's still not been enough time to, you know what I'm saying? Get myself together. Like, some of my clients were getting in on those days, but those days really didn't work for them. It was working for me. And I opened because I wanted to, you know, just be there for my clients too. Like just as much time as I put in this, they put in that time too. And the consistency and, you know, we becoming a family at this point. But I had to be honest, Jocelyn, I can't do it. I am nervous every time I open up in here and then have to go back to my mom's house She's on chemo with no immune system at this time. So I had to make a real decision like, Kiana, you can't do it, baby. You, you, you got to take care of your mom. You got to take care of your family. And furthermore, you got to take care of yourself, you know. And so being a caregiver, a mama, a wife, all these titles. So I had to take that hat off um, and just shut the studio down for the year 2021. But what I did decide to do why I'm shut down, Jocelyn, of course, you know, pouring to me and my mental health. Um, and then I can begin to really relaunch Chi Chi, like what a real relaunch should look like. You know, we've seen grand openings and grand closings and 
people saying, oh, I'm going to open and then close it in three months. I don't want that. I want stability. So this gives me time to really like take my time and put those systems in place for real. So that when I come back, I'm stronger than ever. Prayerfully, my mom will be, you know, completely healed from cancer at that time. But it gives me the opportunity to really be quiet and really put those things in place because Chi Chi isn't going anywhere. You know, this is something that I'm committed to do for the long haul. But, you know, and I also had to struggle with the fact of, am I a failure for announcing that I'm not able to, you know, service my clients for the whole year 2021? You know, even though to me, I know that is like a dire need for me to step back. But what does it look like to my peers? Are they like, oh, yeah, there go that young girl over there who ain't been in the industry for a long time. Look at her not being <laughs> strong. <laughs> Look at her not being a real professional. That box. Right. <laughs> we don't have time. We don't have time for that. So I had to just say, no, I'm not a failure. This is just a season that I'm going through. And I'm going to be stronger on the other side. Thank you for showing up for yourself. You know, I feel like so many, so many, so many people in our industry just don't even take the opportunity to try to prioritize themselves, to say, to feel like I'm overwhelmed or I'm not in a space to be my best self. Let me take a step back because of, like you just said, like, how will the, how will it look to other people? But it's like, how does it feel for you? So thank you. Thank you for showing up for yourself and also for having just the audacity to put it on pause for a whole year, to take a year for yourself. Like, I love to hear it. I really do. Like, thank you so much for that. Are you planning to do any more endeavors with your book with your time away from the chair? Yes. So I have two things I'm really working on. My son, well, all my children are artists, Jocelyn. When I say they can draw their tails off. And so I have a son right now. He's in, he's 16 and he's going through that little thing. Like, you know, our 16 year olds, like they really feel like they don't have nothing to contribute to the world. So I'm going to purposely write a children's book so he can illustrate it. Whatever he feels it should be draw it, you know, cause I want him to see his greatness. Like we all see his greatness all the time, but you know how teenagers are. They just get in this little space where they just not sure. And I want him to see, like, you have a contribution to the world. So we're going to work on that project. But coming of age, the blessing about this project already been out. Um, And before I decided, like, okay, I'm going to take a year off. How can coming of age still have a voice? Because I didn't want that to become dormant. So I did partner with um, five nonprofit organizations, Jocelyn, so even though I'm not styling hair at that time, I'm still going to be doing virtual workshops with them. Um, like I have an organization that I partnered with um, recently for Christmas. With all the girls is getting a book and some styling tools in a Christmas box, um, along with what that organization represents. You know, so I'm just I'm thankful that someone would even want me to partner with them. You know, in such a way because sometimes. I don't know, Jocelyn, you know how it is. Sometimes we know that we're doing something wonderful and then it's like, oh, well, then how are we going to do this? And then they're like, oh, no, we're going to do this. So I feel like they're keeping these kind of activities keep me alive. You know, it keeps my, 
it just give me that motivation. Like it's going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm still able to do what I love to do, even though I'm not going to be in person with a lot of these young ladies, it's going to be zoom, you know, or whatever platform that organization chooses, but I'm able to still reach out and give back in that way. You know what I'm saying? That I've always wanted to do. So come to Veggie, I'm definitely, and it's going to be throughout the year. So those um, organizations, there's, you know, the time periods are spaced out. So I'll be able to properly plan to make sure that each organization gets my time. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I love how just confident you are and who you are again in the industry. Like it, it just resonates so much. Um, because I feel like you're in your own lane or you are in your own lane and you've carved out another stream of income and it also just another avenue for your career with your book, with the workshops. Do you have anyone in the industry that you particularly look up to? Like I can honestly say as far as who has helped me, like, like kind of mold me, I can channel that to Susan and I can channel that to Anita Hill Moses. So Susan Peterkin Bishop, you know, has the natural hair industry convention. Um, and when I first became, you know, recognized amongst them, I was nervous. I, I don't mind being in the background. So they were pushing, you know, especially Susan, pushing that forefront county. You got to speak. You can do this. You know, if I'm doing events that's outside of the, I will, okay, I'm going to tell a secret, Jocelyn. I will purposely do events outside of our industry so that I'm able to do what I want to do without people looking at me because it felt free to me. Well, Susan would pop up without even telling me, like, I will be like, okay, I'm speaking at this little event and here she come up. What the heck is she doing here? <laughs> you know, she's like, I see you, Kiana. Next time, stand up straight, do this, that, and the third. So she was, she molded me, you know, so she could have taken that, like, oh, girl, you ain't no real professional. She just met me where I was. So I will always look up to Susan, always look up to Anita. But my first, the very first person that I can honestly say, that touched my heart was Pamela Farrell, like reading her books, you know, on hair care and then seeing her in the African-American, her, you know, her work in the African-American museum. I was just like, dang, I wonder what she was thinking about when she first started writing books or when she first started being out in the forefront, you know, and now you in a freaking African-American museum and then wherever else your name is, you know, amongst, a lot of things, you know, I just know all we have is our good name. So I just feel like, even though I've never met this woman, it's just something about when I'm just casually out somewhere and then I see something that's hers. I'm like, how the heck you come, you know, how does she, you know, how did that happen? You know, so I'm honestly, Johnson, I'm inspired by anybody that does what they, who loves what they do. Absolutely. If you could share something to your younger self or to a salon professional just coming into the industry, what would you share with them or share with yourself? I'll start with the professional first because I was there where they are, like a brand new professional. You can start where you are. Don't let nobody tell you. You have to have all of these things to start something amazing and fresh. You know what I'm saying? Like I I remember my very first time when I um, did an event. And I was trying to match the professionals that has been here for so long. My money wasn't that long at that time. And Jocelyn, I just felt like 
I couldn't believe how much money I put into it. And then I didn't manage it well because I didn't know what I was doing. So then I had to go back to the drawing board. Um, but with the new professionals, everyone should have a portfolio outside of their cell phone. But you don't, if you don't have the money to buy like this big grand portfolio, you snap fish. They produce books. Take just get a good quality camera, take your own hair pictures, produce your books through Snapfish. They will put the pictures in the book for you and will mail it to you for a discounted price until you're able to get, you know, to invest in yourself a little bit more. Start where you are. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I know the cell phone is just like, um, you know, this is everyone's, you know, best friend. I will honestly tell someone to invest in a camera, a professional camera that has the social media links already inside the camera where you can snap the picture and you can send it to Facebook. You can send it to Instagram because you need those good quality pictures. And if you're ready to create your portfolio, you have that good quality photo. You know what I'm saying? To just say, this is, and I took these pictures myself. You know, I've taken all the pictures on my platform. I've taken them myself just evolving with my camera slowly and slowly and slowly, not just, you know, being honest about what I can't afford. Look, start where you are. Don't let nobody make you feel belittled, you know, or not don't make nobody make you feel. Stop allowing people to come into that space and you accepting what they're giving you. You don't have to accept that. Just start where you are. And I will say to a, um, hair, uh, a brand new stylist, Figure out what your uniform is going to be when you are um, servicing people. A uniform is perfect. All black. You know, I started off with scrubs out of the freaking Walmart. Get you some scrubs. You know, have something that said, this is me. At, I'm working. And then you have your outside clothes. Like, you got to train your mind to show yourself I'm a professional. These are my work clothes. These are my clothes in the street. These are my work clothes. These are my church clothes. These are my work clothes. and Whatever, like you got to begin to make your mind believe that you are setting yourself apart and just hang in there. It's going to get better. <laughs> I love that. I truly do. And I felt I felt that, you know, because when we first get into this industry, you know, it's so many critiques and it's so much of is am I doing the right thing? Am I the right one? And it's, it'll, it'll shrink you down. But there does come a time when you just stand up and it's just like, this is me. Accept me for who I am, you know? And I, I just truly love that. Jocelyn, I know this is about professionalism, but it all ties into the same thing. If you don't believe in yourself, it's impossible for you to grow. It's impossible for you to become the best professional that you can be if you're always listening and looking on the outside. You know what I'm saying? You got to start looking in the inside, you know, because the truth is we're with ourselves in the middle of the night when them ideas is you know, sparkling up. We're the ones that's wrestling on my like, wow, should I do this? Should I do that? You know, should I incorporate this into my business? It's no one else but us. So we have to start listening to us and be bold and courageous enough to do what's in our spirit. Because God gave us that, you know, so just be bold enough. No explanation. Stop asking. What do you think? But that's self-talk that has to be done every day. When we get up, you know, I see your affirmations all the time. When we get up for real in the morning, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. 
I am a thinker. I speak well. I write well. I style hair well. I'm a learner. I'm open-minded. You got to say those things to yourself because there's power in the tongue. But we have to reprogram our minds as professionals to just take it. It's ours. You know what I'm saying? Take it. And that, my friends, is how we revolutionize the texture of salon culture. Okay, Kiana, can you share where um, the book can be purchased when you do come back in 2022, where we'll be able to find more information about your services? Like, where's your home online? Okay, so my favorite platform is Facebook. I know that's that tells my age because most people love Instagram the most. I love Facebook. So um, Chi Chi Sophistication Kids Natural Hair Studio is on Facebook, but my personal um Facebook page is just Kiana Johnson. Um, and I also have Kiana underscore Johnson on Instagram and Chi Chi Sophistication and Coming of Age book is in my tagline. Um, Coming of Age book can be purchased on Amazon. So you just type in Coming of Age book. And then my website is Chi Chi Sophistication.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you are able to feel inspired and empowered by the things that Kiana shared with you in this episode and that you are able to recognize how expansive you are and you are able to recognize that the passion that you feel and have for this industry or with your clientele can extend beyond just behind the chair. There's so much more that you may not have even tapped into, but it is there. Go after it. If you felt this, if you were inspired by anything that was shared today, I invite you to write a review of the podcast and also post a five-star rating. Your support by either writing a review or sharing a five-star rating helps other salon professionals just like you discover the podcast and tap into the salon frequency. If you've never done either one of those things, make sure you head over to salonfrequency.com where you can see a video tutorial of how to do just that. And while you're there, make sure you join The Vibe, our email newsletter that keeps the conversation going.